wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Welcome to A Quirky Journey, and today we have a very special guest. Can you guess who it is? Dun, dun, dun. I have no idea. Pepper! You're back! Yay! Oh, I am! I'm so happy! Back. Every single person. Thank you for having me back. Is so happy. Oh. I've had so many messages saying, <laughs> where is Pepper? I missed the banter. <laughs> yes, I miss it too. That's why oh. we're back. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh. Yeah, well, it's been such a long time. It's been it's been six months. It has. I it's think six or seven months since I've done a podcast. My God, yeah. I've forgotten how to use this thing. <laughs> well, I'll interview you and you can answer all my questions, okay? Okay, go for it. All right. Uh, but before that, oh. how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really good. I'm so happy to hear your voice on the podcast. <laughs> medium again like we've been we've been chatting anyway yeah, but like to, to be back on the podcast is a yeah. bit special i'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty happy oh it's nice to be back oh <laughs> uh, yes um i finally twisted his arm to coming out of his hiding hole no <laughs> <laughs> not quite like that but yeah. he has been having a social media break and um taking some time out with family hey yes yeah i've been going through some difficult times at home with uh like in an unwell family member and uh, we've just been dealing with a bit of sickness in the family really and uh, it's taken a big emotion emotional toll on all of us but uh yeah so and sometimes we just I mean, at the, yeah yeah Definitely. The the world just got a bit too much for me, you know, and I just needed to sort of really narrow my focus and to just bring it back to the, the family. And that's all I could really do is focus on the family. So for, you know, the past six months, everything that I could do was just, yeah, was to keep myself going emotionally. And luckily, I'm back on my feet, you know, at least yeah. for the moment. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I can squeeze in a podcast with you, Jojo. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I think it's really good for people to realize that it's okay to be real and it's okay to have a break when you need it. And, um, you know, we don't need to be on social media 24-7. Don't say anything for it. No, no, no. Well, you, you you've been really good. Lucky, no, actually, you, know, you, you use it judiciously. You're very yeah, good at social media. I think you know, sometimes if I'm really busy or tired or sick, I don't post for four or five days, and then I think, oh, this is that's right. This is my job. I have to do this. <laughs> but I do yeah, yeah. Start connecting with everyone. So. You know, but sometimes, yeah, your, your family's the most important. And that's what I love about having, you know, flexible work is if you need to take time out for your family, you can. So it's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, people say you shouldn't be working behind screens all the time and mm. you know, it's not good for you and all that. And I think that's, that's good advice for people who use like screens optionally. 
Mm. But like someone like me, who is like, I'm a software engineer, and yeah. you do social media for yeah, a living, pretty and, much. you know, to support your business. So that's that's you know what what happens. So yeah. I think it's it's good advice unless it's your profession and to mm. use devices, okay? which I think a lot of people use them now. Yeah, um, these days it's that, that's hard right. not to, isn't it? Yeah, as long as you're not sitting at the kitchen, to, you know, at the dinner table. I'm not talking to your family, yeah. just looking at social media. So then I'll be upset with you, Joe. No. I'll say, put your phone down and talk yeah. to us. I'll tell you what I was doing at the dinner table tonight. I, I, um, Blowing your nose profusely. No. Shush, I've had a uh, no, okay. guys. He's teasing me, uh, okay. as usual. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, listen, what happened was Joe... I don't <laughs> Zoom invite, <laughs> and I dial in. I have bad reception here in the two mountains, and I hear this weird noise. I go, "Oh no, it's such a terrible reception." It turns out Joe's actually blowing her nose for like thirty seconds. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Thirty seconds. That's what it was. <laughs> I said, "I said, he goes, you know, you can mute that when you blow your nose." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's just you." <laughs> so why would I? Yeah, I have, I have to listen to those arias by Joe Witten. <laughs> but that's uh, I miss them anyway. Yes, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I was talking sure. about my dinner. I tell you what, we had. Yes, please. We had the fur, the chicken and mushroom fur from our book. Oh. And, you know, it's been probably oh, I don't know. I haven't made it for ages for some reason. And I forgot how good it is. And it was so funny because Isaac's so into Asian food. He just loves it. And he walks in, he's going, what is that smell? And he's like wafting it to his nose. And he's going, oh, my goodness, has this got shiitake mushrooms in it? Has this got, oh, oh wow. He was so excited. And he sat there and just, oh, he was, it was so funny. He was like just blissed out. And so I was like, I obviously oh. need to make this dish more often. So if you haven't made yeah, the... Lainey, my wife says like all the time, she's, yeah. she's like when we're flipping through life-changing food and she sees the photo of the fur, she, and because it's, I think her hand is holding it. I think she's holding it in the oh, photo. Right. And she goes to me, you know, I ate that too <laughs> from that photo. It was delicious. I can't forget it. I can't forget that fur. Oh. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's delicious. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I thought I'd better have a quick practice run because I'm making it in Brisbane this weekend for the um oh. for the cooking class with Danny Belent and Fleur Sharp. And I thought, oh, I haven't made this for ages. I better make it. And then I was just like, oh, why don't I make this every week? It's so good. <laughs> Tell us the recipe, Joe. How do you make it? Well, you dry roast some whole spices, so cinnamon, stick, cloves, uh, star anise, cardamom seeds. That all? I think so. You just dry roast them till they smell all fragrant and then you add your litre of chicken stock and then you simmer that for like 20 minutes to get the spices all through it and then um, 20 or 30 minutes and then you add, oh, sorry, and sliced ginger, fresh sliced ginger and um, a dash of like coconut aminos or tamari sauce and simmer that for about 20 or 30 minutes till it's all deliciously flavored then scoop out the seeds and the um, spices and then you add your finely chopped like bok choy choy sum all those kind of lovely greens and your I do zucchini noodles with the um, spiralizer so they're really fine Mm. and um all sorts of sliced they up. They cook mushrooms. just from the heat, really. Those ones just yeah, from, they just really like when you drop them into boiling water. 
Yeah. yeah, it doesn't take long at all. And so then you just, yeah, throw in all different sliced up mushrooms. So there was shiitake and brown and all different. I, I like to put in the enoki mushrooms. Is that how you say it? Enoki mushrooms with this. They look really noodly. I guess so. I, I don't know what, like, you know, in, I don't know what, what language the word in, enoki is. Yeah, it's probably Japanese. Maybe Japanese. It sounds a bit Japanese. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, anyway. I wouldn't presume to know how you say it, <laughs> but I don't know. Anyway, chuck in all different types of mushrooms yeah. and um, make sure there's shiitake in there because they're so good. And then the, the chicken that I've used to make the stock, I just slice up all the breast meat and then put that in. And um, mm. is that all? And then I'm trying to think if there was something else. Squeeze of lime. I, I put in a dash of fish sauce. It's not in the recipe, but it's really good. Any Vietnamese mint or what is that? Well, mint? when you put, put it in Vietnamese bowls, mint? then you put all the fresh yeah. Thai basil, ah. and, um, fresh coriander and the spring onions and this finely sliced chili and a bit of sriracha sauce if you want to. And Oh, so good. Nah, no. <laughs> or the fermented so, chili relish from Lazuli Food. You can yeah. use that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't made that for ages. Um, it's funny how you get, get, get going. It takes I months. know. I know. You get stuck in a rut with your recipes sometimes, hey, and you just make the same things over and over, and then it's like, oh, I really need to go and make something I haven't done for a while. And then you're like, oh, why haven't I been making this? <laughs> Yeah, and you know, simple things add a lot of flavor as well. Like, you've taken like a chicken soup with it. Like, if you didn't put those herbs and ro- dry roasted spices, you'd have chicken soup, you know, with greens, yeah. Yeah. really. But you, what you've done is you've just, for very little extra effort, you've turned it into, a, you know, given it a lot more flavor as well, which yeah. is, you know, you don't have to think of it as a chicken fur. You can just think of it as chicken soup with some extra garnishes and spices with and the different it takes pretty much as yeah the same time as making chicken flavors, soup and I suppose, then you usually yum. yeah yeah with the star anise and the yeah flavors. it completely makes it different yeah it really star does. anise is one of my favorites oh, so good uh, so what did you have for dinner ah uh, joe really <laughs> You wanna? You, no, no. You wanna no. know? Okay. Tell okay. Me. So, okay. So, so you know, yeah, I had plans for a good dinner, but I, I, um, so my wife uh, picked the kids up from school, but she had a terrible headache. So she's like, I'm gonna go rest for a little bit. So she, she usually makes dinner um, on like school nights because I'm at work. Um, but on today I was working from home and I had a long work day. So I was like, oh my God, all right. So Elaine's asleep. Uh, the kids are hungry. You know, they come back from school, they want a snack. And I've got an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. And uh, the girls go, can we just have a little snack? I said, sure, go help yourself. You know, like, yeah. I thought, you know, they'd be responsible. But they're only responsible when their mom's around, it turns out, <laughs> because I go in. And, Aren't you scary enough? And so... Yeah, well, I'm actually not as scary that at all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I walk in and they've got like, they've opened some rice crackers. Like we get these just, you know, rice crackers are just rice. They're made of mm-hmm. puffed rice. And we use them for the occasional snack. The but they cake. sort of dug into the, yeah, the rice cakes, those yeah. ones. Yeah, just it's puffed rice, you know, mm-hmm. turned into a cake. And um, they'd sort of 
slathered on the peanut butter and the honey and it made like peanut butter like they're like burgers almost you know with like that thick and i'm like oh my god what are you guys doing it looks delicious so i had a little bit of their peanut butter and honey rice crackers but they like they made a mess of the the bench and then elaine's headache got really really bad and she couldn't manage it so i had to go get her Panadol. Yes, sometimes I use Panadol at home, yeah. guys. And uh, <laughs> you know, when, when the pain is severe, sometimes yes. it's good to just yeah take some uh, painkillers. Um, and um, so I went to get a Panadol, and uh, I got some uh, some ham. So I came back home, and I had ham with homemade hummus and. Mm the rice cracker for dinner even though i had grand plans of making a um yeah a beautiful steak and roast vegetables but i i had i had to i had to make some uh adjustments to my plans that's all right right. that that you don't always do a gourmet meal (laughs) oh god rice crackers oh and then Sarah and Sophie had sort of only half finished their rice crackers, peanut butter and honey. <laughs> so I ate them. I ate, I ate the leftovers. <laughs> You'd had a long dessert. work day. You were tired and hungry. Yes, <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I think we were going to have a chat about some childhood childhood illnesses and boosting the immune system for winter and all of that kind of thing because I've actually had a few people asking about um, how we can boost the immune system and you've had a few things you've been going through in your home. So do you want to tell us about, um, you know, how things have been going there with the kids? Because yours are younger than mine and then we can talk about how to work on that. Yeah, so so, um, I've got a bunch of stories. Obviously, I've been away for quite a while, but... We've been dealing with Sophie's eczema, as you guys know. You know, Sophie has uh, she gets really itchy. I've talked about this before on the podcast, mm-hmm. and um, she was doing really, really well until she ate something that triggered her. And for a couple of nights in a row, she started scratching so badly that her eczema just got inflamed, mm-hmm. really, really bad, and. Um, we took her to the doctor to, just to make sure she's okay. And the doctor kind of panicked and said, oh, she, she might get infections. And uh, so she, and we need to put her on antibiotics. Now, she's six years old, you know. And um, when you have things like eczema and all that, from the perspective of like gut health and what we've talked about with gas practitioners is the link between gut bacteria and your microbiome and things like allergies are irrefutable. You know, the gut health is the barrier between the world, the outside world and the inner world. And if that's compromised in its function, then it's going to inflame the body. Mm-hmm. And um, to give her extra antibiotics when she's already dealing with an something that is related to gut health so maybe some the antibiotics would temporarily ease uh, any kind of concern around an infection happening from the eczema they would cause further damage to the microbiome because they disrupt the balance of bacteria in the gut and this is something that we've been avoiding but Sophie was given antibiotics when she was born and um, that she hasn't touched them since 
she had wow. low oxygen and the doctors insisted that you know that she's gonna they can, that she might be in danger of dying they said if she doesn't have these antibiotics um so we took their advice and you know sophie's still with us so thank you to those doctors who you know uh made sure that that happened yeah. but we are definitely dealing with uh the side effects of having a disrupted microbiome which we still see in her um asthma and her eczema we you know we deal with it with food and all that as, as much as we can but sometimes she gets triggered environmentally or seasonally or through food or something like that so we didn't really want to give her the antibiotics and but we were concerned that the infections might be problematic but i've had personally like such a long history of eczema and uh, acne um, that I know that when the doctors say he have some antibiotics, that it's not the final thing to do, that there's stuff that can be done beforehand. And the way I used to deal with things when I would get inflamed, because I used to get eczema covering me head to toe and acne from head to toe as well. And it was vicious and, you know, pussy and all that. And Sophie, in comparison, wasn't nowhere near as bad, really. And... Um, so I showed the photos to my brother-in-law, who's a, a um, an endocrinologist and uh, a really good uh, doctor as well. So he, he knows a lot about skin problems and things like that. And he said to me that we can deal with it with you know topical creams. So we use some antibiotic creams, which is um, like Bactroban. And that was applied topically to the skin, which I feel far more comfortable putting that on the skin rather than ingesting an antibiotic pills. And also the, uh, some hydrocortisone, a small amount of that was used to just keep the itch away until she had the chance to recover in her system and back on really super clean food and broths and all that kind of stuff. And she's thriving once more, you know, and oh, we just needed yeah, to give her that extra bit of attention. Uh, you know, the pain that uh, we went through just morning and evening, looking after her wounds and dressing them and things like that Mm -hmm. for a week or so, which was, you know, it adds a lot of stress because it takes a lot of time to to do that, to wash her and, Mm. yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, so that pain was definitely worth it, like for us. So that we don't have to give her antibiotics and for her to deal with, with that kind of ramifications from just having a further disrupted disrupted microbiome. Yeah. Um, and during the same time, her sister got chickenpox. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 yeah, Sarah had chickenpox, which she's immunized against. You know, she, mm-hmm. she, she's had a, the vaccine for, um, but she still got it. And apparently the chickenpox virus is still something that you'll get, even mm-hmm. though you they give you the um, the vaccine for, and um, they said that she got like the wild type of uh, chickenpox. So we had this child with eczema and flaring up, and the other one had chickenpox, and uh, so it was a bit of a rough week. So if I'm sounding tired, I'm sorry. You poor thing. There's no hard to deal with. That's long, long <laughs> the most energetic comeback for you guys. Uh, yeah. So this will be a short but, uh, podcast, so, guys. But at least uh, take back. <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyway, I thought I'd share this about the the, the eczema and doing it with topical creams because Joe and I always talk about like the food, yeah, like food being medicine, and uh, and it is it is the case in our household. We we eat a whole foods diet. We we're just very careful with what Sophie eats, but at the same time, you know, we're not on a strict gaps diet, and we're more liberal and need to um, at some point really put her on a strict caps diet but we just haven't found the mental space and the emotional space for it at the moment mm-hmm. so because we've got our hands full with life and, and I think uh, that's a good point because you can't jump into something like that before the right time otherwise you stress yourself out so much you probably won't do that much good anyway because the stress will yeah. be worse than doing the yeah Definitely. And, you know, we know that, you know, mm-hmm. Joe, from, you know, failed projects that mm-hmm. have happened or like projects that have caused us a lot of stress. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. failed, but things that have caused us stress is when we took on too much, you know, yeah. and uh, put ourselves on the strict uh, rules and we've got to do this by then and all that kind of yeah. stuff. When you already stretched, it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. You yeah. end up with adrenal fatigue and exhausted and exactly things. yeah, yeah. Mm. so anyway this so i thought you know we'll talk about the creams a little bit because we, you know i would i do use these things when need need be you really have to, yeah. and i think yeah it's really important to talk about this because you know john you and i have like always because we talk about natural healing and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff i think people may assume that we're totally against medication mm. when it's you know something that actually could save lives and yeah. it does save save lives and it's absolutely necessary in uh, certain instances yeah. such as these ones but for instance you have to discern between going with like the uh, what do you call the sledgehammer to crack mm-hmm. a not or something, you know. Yeah. So, like antibiotics are the big guns. You bring in the big guns when you don't need to. You just you can deal deal with Western medicine in a in a way that is predictable. Like it will sort of help with any inf- infection that uh, the skin may have had very effectively. And uh, then now we're moving back to just a holistic approach and mm-hmm. uh, making sure that everything that we're doing here after the flare-up is natural. We don't we won't continue with Western medicine and we just use it as a, you know, for the right time and the right place and, yeah, for acute, that's right, yeah. Mm. Well, it's like, yeah, and we've yeah. always said that, like with Isaac, with his medication when he was so bad with OCD until we got the gut health improved with the food and then he could come off the medication. And um, there was a post in the chat group the other day, um, a lady's little boy with his lips all flared up with eczema really bad. And um, yeah, the same sort of thing. The recommendation was to use certain creams and the poor kid was in Mm. agony. So you've got to do it. But then you also look at the root cause and start working on that. You're not going to just rely on. I saw that one. Yeah, you're not just going to rely on creams yeah. and antibiotics. Obviously, you've got to also work on the root cause at the same time. It's important to... Yeah, I mean, you have to deal with the symptoms so that life can go on. Mm. And But just do it in a way that's not going to be the ongoing crutch because that's what happened to me like for years and years and years. Mm. I was taking antibiotics every year. I yeah. was using hydrocortisone every year. 
and I was washing my skin with benzoyl peroxide or salicylic acid washes and, uh, you know, all sorts of washes to keep my infections down from my eczema. When I eliminated the gluten, it went away. You know, Mm. so there was an environmental trigger. And if you're sort of constantly masking the symptoms by um, putting all the medication on, you probably will never get to the root cause. Mm. So it's really important then. That's that's when you move, after you've dealt with the symptoms, you move to a whole foods diet. You start... Um, looking at elimination diets to see which foods are triggering you, and once you, you know, you need to. If you need to, you go to something like GAPS for deeper healing, um, and that's that's a really good approach to it. Yeah. But uh, you also had a question about immune system. How? Yes. Uh, what do you do for the immune system? Um. <clears throat> well. <laughs> When yes. I when I'm really thinking about it, you know how you go through go through weeks where you just feel like, oh yeah, we're all fine, we're all good, and you you sort of yes. like, always like you eating whole foods, but sometimes you're just a little bit more flex than other times. And when um, we start getting people around us with the colds and the flus, it's like, oh oh, we better start you know yeah. um, boosting the immune system here. So the first thing I always think of is. Uh, meat stocks and Elise actually okay. had a really good article the other day on the difference between meat stocks and bone broths and why meat stocks are so good for um, gut health so I might actually put the link to that one in the notes because that's really good to read that a lot of people get confused with that um, but that's good for the immune system as well yeah yeah and um, okay. so when you've got a healthy gut, you're much li- more likely to, um, sorry, my um, computer's popping up with messages. Okay. Um, when, you're, when you've got a healthy gut, you're much more likely to be able to fight off the viruses and the mm. things. Um, so Yeah, I think people are not aware that the bacteria in our gut actually contribute to our immune system yeah. they're, they're part of it and, yeah. that's right um and so when you when it, yeah so that's always the first thing for me is working on gut health um so we get more broths sorry meat stocks in um plenty of veggies and sometimes you know sometimes you do get slack with the variety of veggies and the fresh the fresh veggies and the leafy greens and all that. And then you start getting them back in your diet, like with this recipe that I made for dinner tonight with the fur. And you're just like, oh, that is just so, like it's like your body craves it and you know you need mm. it. Um, because it can get it can get really busy <laughs> and you just have the, yeah. you know, I'll oh, just grab carrots, potatoes, some frozen peas yeah. and you just like get really slack. But um, it doesn't yeah. take that much more effort to chop up some leafy greens and mushrooms and things like that. Um, I also try to have more fermented food um, to work on boosting the immune system. So we've, we've gotten the sauerkraut back to the front of the fridge <laughs> and spooning that yeah. out at every meal. Yeah. Um, and also the yeah. biotonic, um, which is swigging that down. Um, 
what else are we doing? Which is like a, an apple cider vinegar. Yeah, baby. with all the chili yeah. and yeah, the with chili. And that one, that one's actually a bought one by um, Hill Hillbilby. Is it Hillbilby? Yeah. Yeah. Hillbilby cider. Yeah, the, they're really the good. Um, my sister makes her own, and she's. She brings some over sometimes, and she's told me that given me the recipe, but I haven't gotten around to it. But um, yeah, and also sauerkraut juice, um, drink sipping that because um, it's super high in vitamin C. Um, taking kakadu plum powder, which is also really high in vitamin C, and um, Simi has been doing all sorts of things because his health hasn't been great, so he's been doing a lot more than the rest of us. So he's um, you know, taking cod liver oil and the kakadu plum powder and broccoli sprout powder and um, all sorts of things. And he's like within, I saw a difference within a week and a half with him taking all those supplements as well as eating well. So it's, you know, you can, you can really. Can, can you tell us about that? The vitamin, this vitamin C that you mentioned, what was it? Kakadu plum powder. That's also mm-hmm. one that you can get. Um, through Elise, um, she's got it in her shop, and it's like the highest vitamin C you can get, and it's Australian, yay! <laughs> um, so, so this is this is a good way to have vitamin C mm. in a whole food way, yeah. right? Because yeah. um, it's, it's sort of not an isolated, synthesized form or anything like that. It's just yeah, no sweeteners made, no... made by nature. Yeah, no gums and whatever's in there. It's just kakadu plum dried and ground up as far as i know um so yeah it's a really good it's a really good thing to take um lemon in water um india's drinking a lot of ginger tea she just slices up the fresh ginger and she's constantly drinking that because she's had the cough um so that's another thing and then of course all the soups with the um ginger and garlic and turmeric and um fresh herbs and lemon and yeah and even like just I put the chicken when I make a chicken stock I put it into small containers in the freezer and then I'll just pull one out um thaw it in a little pan on the stove and add a good squeeze of lemon juice a sprinkle of fresh herbs or dried if I don't have any fresh ones um or if it's raining too hard and I don't want to go to the garden (laughs) some salt and pepper and um, a bit of fresh minced garlic. And that's kind of like a quick soup, very light, you know, when you don't really feel like eating, but um, you know you need yeah. to put something in. So we've been having a bit of that as well. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's such you? a good... Uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I have a, a, a different approach. Okay. So I, like, I love your approach because yours is like completely food based like it's, it's just the foods right yeah. like this is um and so mine is more about uh herbs mm-hmm. so I, I really you know me i love like, yeah. herbal remedies and things like that uh so i guess they, they are food right yeah? mm-hmm. but um sort of taken more medicinally uh find them to be extremely powerful like i'm really really getting into medicinal herbs and uh learning about them and i've learned so much recently about them and also about how to sort of listen to my body as it responds to the action of herbs has been really really great um but i'll just i'll just say a few things before i get into the herbs is like doing a um if you start feeling that your throat is getting 
like swollen or there's something going on that you might be getting a cold. You know how like one of the worst things about getting a cold is the uh, infection going to the throat and then you have to deal with the throat thing mm. and yeah. just awful. A, a, um, a salt water and a sodium bicarbonate gargle is really, yeah. really good. But also an iodine gargle is really good. Like You can get betadine gargles from the chemist, but you can also use iodine drops in water, like make a strong concentrate and just gargle with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the salt water and bicarb is really good. And I find that in most cases, if you get the cold at that stage, it stays away. Like if you start, start to feel that you throw there's something funny going on with it and you do a gargle, it stops it from really like taking hold. That's been my experience or at least lessens the symptoms so that when you do get a cold, you're not having to deal with like a really painful throat because that's one, like I hate that the most about getting yeah, a cold. Yeah, it's the worst. When, when my, yeah. I, so I actually forgot really to do that this time when I got a cold. I completely forgot about the gargling and um, yesterday I was looking up my recipe for healing chicken soup and it's got all the tips for when you've got a cold and it had the gargling one there and I was like, Oh, yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> I should have read my own. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yes, because yes. it's so good, right? Like, it's mm. just so powerful to gargle and just, you know, three times a day or more if you have to. It's just mm. really, really good. That's one of the those things that you do as a precaution. Um, but then there's also a bunch of um, herbs that help the immune system or some different approaches. Like one one approach is, geared towards the immune system so just things that will help with the immunity and i'll talk about that in a second but also there's the anti-inflammatory so if you're having anti-inflammatory herbs inflammation when it's when your body isn't having to deal with inflammation then the immune system is automatically stronger so it it can sort of partition more energy towards um, the immune system so that means if you're supporting your uh body in reducing the inflammation and that then you're doing a good job for the immune system it'll boost your immune system automatically and that could be i mean people talk a lot about turmeric and it is it's very powerful anti-inflammatory um that's it's an amazing anti-inflammatory actually and i i get this brand uh of turmeric um I got one recently, and I can't say I get it. Like I bought one recently, which I'm very happy with, mm-hmm. uh, from a website called Austral Herbs. So it's a u s t r a l herbs dot com dot au, and they sell this uh, organic, extra potent. Like it's a really dark turmeric, and apparently it has a higher concentration of the anti-inflammatory compounds in it, uh, and it's really affordable as a uh, as a spice, and um, you, if you use it regularly, you get the benefit, and it's easy to use regularly because I make a tea, say in the morning, a chai in the morning, or and a chai in the evening, and I'll put a little bit of that in there. So it's just a very easy place to sort of have your turmeric. If you're making soup, uh, we love ha- having coconut milk in the soup. Like uh, just adding that in a chicken soup will be uh, a delight. And then you can add a little bit of turmeric in there as well. Um, so that's uh, that's a good place to ha- to have it. You can put it in your bliss balls. Um, you know, it's, that's a, an easy way. So if the spice is too strong for you, I, I find having it with other sweet things or you know cacao and that kind of stuff, it helps um, with the with people who can't handle too much spice. 
So I'm not sure if you got that last bit, but like a, a bliss ball is a good way to put your spices in. Like if you want to have sort of a constant dose of spice, you can sort of mask it with other flavors in the bliss ball. Um, one other thing that I really, really love is medicinal mushrooms. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's a lot of science around um, the Ganoderma species, things like uh, reishi, uh, and also mushrooms like lion's mane and chaga that have a huge amount of research behind them and some really amazing effects on the body. And they have these adaptogenic qualities. And an adaptogen is a very peculiar type of, um, I guess, compound or... Food, or if in this instance, it's, a, it's a, usually in the form of tincture or an extract or something like that that they do from uh, these mushrooms. And the way that uh, the adaptogen works is, if your immune system is hyperactive, which a lot of people with autoimmune diseases have, uh, it helps bring the immune system down to a a normal base. And if your immune system is low. Uh, and you're more susceptible to diseases and colds and flus and things like that, and it bring, brings it up, mm-hmm. uh, which is very, most, like Western medicine, you, uh, it has one direction usually. Mm-hmm. So it's not, this is the properties that we find in foods. We find that foods have these adaptogenic qualities. They regulate the system rather than push it in one direction or um, not, but not the other. So this is why things like mushrooms are really good. So there's, um, I know Paul Stamets has a, um, let me, let me, I should have really looked this up before um, the the blog post, but there's a guy called Paul Stamets um, who talk, who is one of the leading authorities of, if not the leading, he's, he must be the leading authority on mushrooms in the world. He's actually the guy that the latest Star Trek was that is on Netflix? They went and consulted him about <clears throat> how they would he would envisage, um, you know, the uh, this mycelial network he called mm-hmm. it, like this, okay. that, that the whole the, yeah the, mm-hmm. that this the entire universe is connected through like a mycelial network, which is mm-hmm. like the roots of a mushroom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he you know he's a, a very cool dude, and he has really high quality uh, extract of mushrooms um let me see you mean that you can buy mushrooms. Buy. Uh, yes that's right you, you can buy it from iron herb okay. um and they're called uh yeah host defense oh yes i've um, heard of them so you can, probably from yeah <laughs> get it from iron herb. yeah it's really really good so this is like i i like the tincture which is uh, like it's extracted in alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so for kids, maybe not a good idea. You can get the capsules and just sort of pour those into the smoothies and things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I think that like personally, I really like tinctures because they're very more potent because they become more bioavailable. Like the body can absorb right. them much more readily. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, a good way to have it. Um and you can just use these ongoing. There's, there's mm. really no uh, limit to how much you can have. It's not like of, you can um, you know, much. <clears throat> No, no. And, you know, it, it is expensive. It's not yeah. cheap. But, you, you know, you want to use it as a, a supplement and 
um, I think it's, it's a really good one. Really, really good one. Like things like um, I think Lion's Mane. I believe in China, um, from what I've read, is that they use it as an like a oh they prescribe it to cancer survivors. Like it's part of the regimen that like in the government they they're like okay this is what we do. Yeah. You, you have you go through chemotherapy and all that and you get lion's mane mushroom because well, it's really it, um as a mood booster because i've been looking up what kind of, yeah what kind of foods um help with mood boosting and um they say that lion's mane um <clears throat> i've got it here has a remarkable ability to synthesize the peptide nerve growth factor ngf which is necessary for the growth and survival of brain neurons and contributes to mood improvement. So it may also reduce your risk of depression. So there you go. Interesting. Yes. Well, that, yeah, really. Yeah, definitely. And it's a wise, definitely a wise choice for mood. I would, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, the, all these mushrooms have a uh, really profound impact on the body. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so there's those, to, and of course, there's um, ginseng, which is um, really the most revered um, herb in China or traditional Chinese medicine, and that is, is known to have like a, a stimulant, uh, immune boosting effect on the body. It gives you like vitality and strength. And I think Chinese traditional Chinese medicine, they talk about increasing qi, which is you know like energy within the body um, and there's a uh, a an Indian well, I wouldn't say equivalent but equally revered in the Ayurvedic tradition there's a herb called ashwagandha oh, yes. uh, which is yeah that one is um, also really really great and you can buy all these things from this place Austral Herbs um, that's where I get mine from uh, every time I bought something from there it really felt very very fresh and they have immune-boosting qualities. As I said, you know, like the the, the curcumin or, you know, the turmeric mm -hmm. and the, those two herbs that I mentioned you can get from there. Uh, for mood, Joe, St. John's wort is yeah. really, really a great one. So if you haven't started using that one, it's, mm. it's really good. So I would suggest I find John's when, wort. you know, when you do get sick, isn't it interesting how the same, a lot of the same things that um, boost, the immune, boost the immune system also boost the mood, which when you get sick, you need both because you feel really down when you feel dreadful, sure. you know? It's interesting. Yeah, it? hmm. yeah definitely. Uh, I, and um, sometimes, you know, get, feeling down makes you sicker, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it goes that way too. Like you, um, people who um, like they like your immune system gets depressed yeah. when your mood is depressed as well. Yeah, that's so true. So it goes hand in hand, and and it's a good idea to help both. And you know, it's it's really important. It's it's a very very important thing to look after your mental health and your physical health. Mm. They're one and the same. You can't really say the mind is separate to the body you know, they're, they're the same and these plants are incredible because they come packaged with things like how amazing is it they actually work like that yeah. you take a take a, a plant and then there are chemicals in it that are so complex yet they have a profound and exact you know role to play within the body 
And so, to me, that's yeah. an amazing thing. And and people who don't believe in plant medicine are just, you know, must well, be joking. Because most of our first medicine, case, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I tell but, you but what, with with the uh, protective qualities, so, mm, which is really right. what's important, is that yeah. Well, like like you were mentioning in an old podcast about um you might want to mention that again about i think it's willow bark is that the one that has yeah that's right yeah yeah that's a that's one of my favorite examples on mm. um you know like the like you, they they extracted uh, salicylic acid which is uh what they make aspirin from uh out of the willow tree and uh the willow bark you know and this white willow has a lot of salicylic acid in it. But the problem was, first of all, it's a plant, so you can't really uh, you know, put a patent on it. And, <laughs> and, and of course, they wanted to be able to say, okay, well, this much salicylic acid, uh, to put that in a pill, you know, we can say it's that many, you know, milligrams. micrograms of the, the compound or, you know, is it milligrams? I don't know how they measure salicylic acid. But yeah, but let's say it's milligrams, and um, they basically can uh, standardize the dose, right? Which is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by refining it, it's almost like refining sugar out of uh, a beet. So when you got a, a beet, it's got fiber in it, and the fiber protects you from overconsumption for one thing, and also slows down the digestion of the sugars, which means that your blood sugars are regulated more tightly when you eat a whole food. And it's it's the same thing with the stuff that, you know, the white willow that they got the aspirin out of. So they refined it into the white powder that it is aspirin. And when you take it, sure, it has the impact of salicylic acid on the body, but salicylic acid on its own causes uh, like distress to the uh, gastrointestinal tract. Mm. So your intestines, a lot of people will have uh, bleeding in their guts from taking too much aspirin. So people need to take a break or they need to take it with, you know, uh, smaller doses and it's something with a side effect. Whereas um, if you have it in the form of white willow bark tea, which is no, disgusting. It doesn't taste good at all. Um, but in in that form, it uh, it has the tannins, which are those bitter flavors that you have in the bark. But they are protective of the gastrointestinal tract, so they uh, decrease the symptoms that you, or the the side effects that you'd have from salicylic acid because you're having it in a whole food form. Mm. So that's you know like. Um, such such wisdom is in, in these plants, and when we start moving away from plant medicines to isolates, sure we have things that can be dosed and things that are incredibly more powerful in terms of their uh, dosage, but um, that also comes with side effects that are very undesirable, which makes Western medicine unsuitable for ongoing use. Mm. It's just not good, to, you know. It will cause side effects, and that's where relying back on prevention through herbal medicine and and through a whole food diet is a much better way forward. Yeah, it's it's like um, where the bulk of your med- medicine should come from should be from your food and from you know the environment. But then, like you say, the acute medicine when you have to get 
some help, some extra help from Western medicine, yeah. that's okay, you know. It's totally. Not, it's not that you're totally. bombarding your body with it constantly. That's when it gets becomes no. a really big problem. And, and it's very different. Like, it's very mm. different. Like, every night I'll have a tea that I make from at least 15 different herbs or something. Wow. Like I actually mix my own stuff now. Mm. And I love it. You're going to have it's, a foo-foo just, tea blend got, sometime? Yeah, I should, hey. I was talking about it with Lainey because, like, we, like, this stuff, you can feel it, like, buzzing through your body. It's yeah. just really, really great. And when you have, when you go to bed, you have, like, really nice deep sleep. It's just, yeah. it's really, and then for the morning, I'm using sort of stuff that sort of gives you a bit more pep, you know, mm. which is really good. So, well, you'll have to um, tell us some of your favorite blends or, yeah. or um, yeah. I was thinking of putting them all in like little bliss balls, you know, and just having oh, like, cool. uh, like imagine that and going to a yeah. shop and just uh, like instead of having a caffeine shot in the morning, you, you yeah. know, you have your, um, I don't know, your ginseng bliss ball <laughs> yeah, with uh, be a few extra things in there. Yeah. And that sort of becomes, becomes your, yeah, don't you think? Um, I'll talk idea. to Helen from, uh, yeah, um, from see if they can do it for us. Oh, um, I'll tell you what, I've got this book that I just recently got that I think you'd like, um, that you're making me, reminding me of. It's a spice book. Have you heard of The Science of Spice? No. It's a big hardcover book. It's pretty new. And it go, it's one of those DK books and it's got all the pictures and the little mm. gra- graphics and everything and it goes through each spice and tells you the compounds in it and what it does. Wow. Um, what's the best ways to mix it with different spices for different flavor compounds and how to use it in food. And it's just fascinating. I think you'd love it. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to see. I just want to warn that we can't really look at plants through the lens of Western medicine because it's mm-hmm. just, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, they don't work that way. You yeah. can't have like someone having sickness X and you give them this herb and then the same person with the same sickness, that herb might not work on them. Yeah. So it, it right. doesn't, you know, and, and it's not down to a single molecule in the herb that makes it work. It's a host, the host of molecules. It's the mm-hmm. host, the entirety of the plant is actually taking action, not just, you know, salicylic acid. Yeah. And the white willow bark, you know, and, and I think that's sort of, a really important thing is if you if you're starting your journey into herbal medicine or you're you know expanding into it, it's just important to sort of make that distinction that because of our westernized viewpoint, we might have the tendency to look at it from a reductionist perspective, mm-hmm. and it's something that will be doing uh, your journey with herbal medicine a disservice because it's much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting um, such a wide variety of um, whole foods and healing foods into your diet is just such an important thing. And like I was saying earlier about getting stuck on certain dishes um, and certain foods, you can see how many things you're missing out on when you start talking about all the goodness in different herbs and different things that you wouldn't yeah, use. Right? You're missing out on so much that could be boosting your immune system and helping your mood and doing all sorts of things for you. Hmm. It's amazing. Like, you know, like I've, I've seen people do a lecture on an hour long lecture on lemon balm, you know, yeah. things that you think 
is just like oh, that's a thing, you know, or yeah. things like that. You know, it's, yeah. these are like even even rosemary is a medicinal herb. Yeah, like people yeah. don't realize that, yeah. and um, this stuff is is powerful, and if used ongoing, it has a, a really a great on like ongoing effect on the body. So mm. it's not something that you take immediately see the benefits. Some of them are like that, sure. Mm. Some, some some have short term effects and then and then they build up to longer term effects. Uh, but you have to give it, you know, time to build up and but Joe, you know how like who who did we interview I can't remember, we interviewed someone about the diets of um tribal people and they had something like hundred and fifty different yeah, that species was, um... that they ate. The doctor down in Tassie, uh, what was his name? And he was talking about the importance of getting, trying to get like 40 different plants into your diet each week. Like try to aim for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like imagine that. Right? Mm. Like imagine 40 different plants. And like they don't even classify things like Brussels and cabbage as two different plants. Yeah. They're the same plant. And so... It's, uh, I think that's where, you know, herbal medicine in the form of food, where it starts actually taking a big part of your diet in the form of teas or you add it to soups and things like that. It starts mm-hmm. being, actually being part of your life. It, it has a profound impact on you, on the, on the diversity of foods that you're having, mm-hmm. which then impacts your gut bacteria and your immune system and then introduces all sorts of powerful medicinal components into your body that help you feel better, move better, think better. It's incredible. Jason Horlack. And, you know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Horlack. Dr. Jason Horlack. Yeah, Yeah. and that's actually a good podcast to listen to if you want to think about this in a very practical way because you can sort of get overwhelmed with it and go, oh, it's so sciencey. I don't know how to add those things in and just sort of stick with what you know. But um, really, he just talks about just get in as much variety of plants as you can, like go grow herbs and put them into your food and just have fresh herbs in there. And, you know, um, you can obviously get, get right into it like four does and research it all and learn about it. Um, but, yeah, just even just getting yeah. more fresh veggies and herbs into your diet will just help so much with your immune system and and also you know it's worth really uh, thinking about this like the, mm. the value or the pri- price that we put on foods like you know a kilo of uh, not even a kilo half a kilo or 250 grams i think i can't remember of uh of ginseng, Korean ginseng is something like 60 bucks. I think it's $60 for 250 grams. So it's super, super expensive. Mm. Does that mean it's a, it's a, a, a more important herb than ashwagandha, which is far cheaper? No, it doesn't mean that. It's just a matter of supply and demand. It's a matter of how hard it is to, to procure the stuff yeah. and grow it and, you know how many people are trying to buy it in the world and mm. uh, so the exotics that quite often you know people say this you know manuka honey is better than you know one yeah. of the best honey. it is amazing you know yeah. but like a wild Australian honey is is equally as good if not better because it actually has an expression of your local environment mm. so if you live in Australia yeah. and so don't be you know like like 
unless you feel attracted to a herb for some reason, and a lot of herbalists will move based on their, uh, you know, like this, uh, I feel this herb is going to be helpful to this person. And they might not have like a, uh, a logical rationalization for it, but it's just the experience and their intuition. Mm. And if you feel attracted to a herb, through your intuition, then definitely look into it. Um, but you know the the ones that are around the corner and easily available are quite often uh, very well suited to help you. Mm. Well, that's so interesting. We should probably finish up because I think we went longer than half an hour. <laughs> I think so. We're like, what are we going to talk about? We don't have any guests. <laughs> I said to my husband, oh, yeah. "We're going to have a half-hour podcast." He went, "Yeah, right." And walked out. Of the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I know. You. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that was fun. I really enjoyed. This. Yeah, let's okay. do it again sometime. Maybe let's do next it. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, um, All right, thank you so much for coming back to um, chat with us and hopefully back. back yeah. for good, um, except when yeah. you're traveling in Lebanon. Back for <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, no, he's in a sting. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. We actually did miss yeah, I'm back. I'm... too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like, I'm so unready for this podcast because I'm in... I'm in the garage, like in, oh, I have yeah. a you know a studio in the garage. That's like I'm not in the garage. It's a beautiful place. I love it. You know, it's uh, it's our music room, but uh, oh, it is, it I isn't just a car garage. It's like a a room that's made it's out. A, of it's a, yeah, yeah. It used to be a garage. It's yes, been converted into a that's music right. you know room. It's, I like it. it's beautiful. Yeah. Definitely, it's very it's nice. But it has a blow heater, and I just want to turn the blow heater on. So I'm actually sitting all rugged up. Like you, oh. if you saw me, you just see my <laughs> my lips move. Just take That's a photo. Look like it for us. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you now. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's how I've been recording the podcast. If I sound sort of like uh, I'm in a parka, it's because I am in a parka. Um, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, I've got stuff strewn all over my bed because I'm in the middle of packing and it's now 10 p.m. So I really should go finish packing because I leave at 6.30. At 10 p.m.? Holy moly. I know. All right. I know. It's getting past our bedtime. All right. But, okay, cool, guys. Good. Hopefully, Hope guys if uh, my schedule comes in, uh, I'll I'll be on the next podcast with George. Everything's good, and uh, I'm happy to be back. Thank you for having me back on the show after such a long time. I'm giggling at your and, photo. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I look like then. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank I'll you, Fufu. You All right, have a good sleep. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll chat to you in a couple of weeks. Okay, bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.